the resurrection happens in three days. That may not be the reality of your life, right? It might be a really long stations of the cross for you with a real long time until Easter, but that it's coming. God will glorify these things in your life. Like the suffering will make sense. Maybe not completely, but like something will come from it. You just have to look and be patient. And I think also surrounding yourself with people that are going to help you like see it. Welcome back to Valdoco. I'm Father Steve. I'm Vicky. I'm Amy. And here we are with the last two stations. If you have been following at all this Lenten season, we are going through the scripture way across. And uh, today we're entering into the last two, stations 13 and station 14. And then if you're listening to this on Wednesday, we begin the Holy, Holy Tritium tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. And that's beautiful. So how's everybody doing? Really great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only going to laugh. Amy, all right. Yeah, I'm a little sad because we're coming sad. into the home stretch. Yeah, but otherwise, good. I'm ready. These are my favorite days. That's true. I mean, Lent if you're gonna love. end Holy Week, love. yeah. If you're gonna end, this is the way to end. Because even if I think, yeah, all of Lent has been like woof, up and down. Just get to Holy Week, and it's. I think it's easier to enter in. Like if you can find your way to all of the services, so you can mm. go to Thursday and Friday, and then if you're an individual person. Holla. Um, or if you want to go to, you know, you go to Easter um, Mass on Sunday. I think it's it's just easy. It almost like it's just right there for you. I think the the church really helps to set um, the tone to to get ready for Easter um, in those days and prepare and really take in each moment. So yeah, super there's, excited. There's so many offerings, like you're saying. Know. There really and are. And then even like most churches are open for most of Good Friday. Mm -hmm. So like even like whatever your schedule is, if you don't have off or whatever you your schedule may be, like to just know that like if I stop by the church, it's probably open. Like mm -hmm. it's just in, an incredible time, regardless of what parish you're in. Like my experience has always been like they're either doing something or it's open. Yeah. It's a beautiful opportunity, I think, to like offer to enter in. Like you could do it. Yeah. And I think now our church has so many just in general, so many resources. Mm -hmm. Like you can, it is it is good to prepare yourself. Like it's hard to just walk in without some sort of like recognition or like I don't know. Just take a moment to to realize what happened, what we're celebrating, all these things. But there are so many. Okay, listen to a podcast, listen to I mean YouTube videos, articles. There's so many things that you can do to help you if you're new at this or you're just trying for the first time to say, okay, I'm going to take this tritium seriously. Uh, there are so many ways to to learn about it, like what's happening, why we have these specific liturgies, what we celebrate at each one, how it's supposed to be celebrated, um, all these different things. So I really recommend if you haven't in the past, right, to really take some time to learn about, because this is the holiest, I mean, this is the Paschal mystery right here, right? This is the holiest three days of the year. And um, so really trying to enter into that. So if you haven't before, it'd be a good time to start. And if you have before, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> keep showing up. You're Just doing great. <laughs> yeah. But it's beautiful. And I think a, a beautiful way to like have some sort of um, like if you're one that maybe can't see the the ways that like in every mass we can engage in the mass. These are like extra important days that I mean, it's not just obviously like, yeah, one person celebrating the mass, not ideal. But that like it really does. It's so when it's full like that and there, there are people there and um, there's like so much engagement that's like waiting. So 
Yeah. A good and way even, to see it again. Exactly. Yeah. And even with the Easter vigil, like you get the whole story. Oh my gosh. You know, cool. So you begin with Genesis, right? So it's a longer mass. Mm -hmm. Obviously it's longer. Yes. Prepare yourself for a longer mass, but so much symbolism. And then you get the whole entire story. Mm -hmm. you, know, you get from Genesis from the very beginning all the way through and then to the crucifixion, death, and then the resurrection. We celebrate Easter. You know? So it's like. Yeah. And if people are receiving their sacraments, yeah. you see that too, which is like, again, also part Beautiful. of like salvation history. Yeah. So, so good. A lot to look forward to, a lot to enter into. But first, let's finish these stations. No? So, stations 13 and 14. And uh, so, Amy, take it away. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God of power and mercy, in love you sent your Son, that we might be cleansed of sin and live with you forever. Bless us as we gather to reflect on his suffering and death, that we may learn from his example the way we should go. We ask this through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. The 13th station, Jesus dies on the cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you. Because, because by, by your, your holy cross, cross you have redeemed, redeemed the world. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon because of an eclipse of the sun. Then the veil of the temple was torn down the middle. Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And when he had said this, he breathed his last. The 14th station, Jesus is placed in the tomb. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you. Because, because by, by your, your holy, holy cross, cross you have redeemed, redeemed the world. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who was himself a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be handed over. Taking the body, Joseph wrapped it in clean linen and laid it in his new tomb that he had hewn in the rock. Then he rolled a huge stone across the entrance to the tomb and departed. All right, so this is stations 13 and 14. Um, and we kind of come to the end. You know, Jesus dies on the cross and then is placed in the tomb. And uh, I don't know, for me, just seeing this right now, um, that idea that the stone is rolled away and then departed is like a, a full period, no? Like it's, it's over. The life of Jesus is over. And for the disciples and for, you know, for many of them, it really was like, I can't imagine the, like just desperation, you know, after everything that they went through, seeing Jesus, everything, all the promises, all the hype, all the popularity, all the miracles, everything happening. And then just rolling that stone across and just staring and then leaving. And, you know, obviously there was people in that group who still had hope, right? There was people in that group that remembered what he said, that he would rise. Um, but I think probably the majority of them and many of the people who didn't know Jesus that well, like weren't one of the 12 apostles or the close circle, thought it was over. I thought that was the end. And uh, so it's pretty, I don't know, it's pretty dramatic in this moment. Um, so just a, like a observation. Yeah, I think, um, I think that's probably... Like I'm struggling to find, um, I guess the way that it connects because it's simple. Like when you read it, it's very, um, like Jesus dies, you know, and, and I think you can feel like the, like what that really means, like the, the reality of what that, of what, of what that would have meant. And this time reading it around, like hearing Amy read it, um, I think just that those first lines, like talking about like what the world looked like. Um, like the darkness that even like creation stopped and mourned and felt the death 
of like the creator, um, like here on earth, like almost like everything needed to stop to recognize like, okay, Jesus, the divine person, like is leaving this earth in this way. Um, and yeah, I just think it's, yeah, you can feel like the magnitude of the moment. Um, especially like as you go through the stations, um, that from before, like, okay, he speaks, he takes care of his mom and the disciples, but now like, this is the end. Like, this is the moment that he was dreading in the garden. Like he really does have to die and he suffered. And so it finishes. The part that stuck out for me is the veil and the temple. And that's always really stuck out to me because I love like symbolism that's showing a deeper reality. I love, I mentioned this before, but when there's the Old Testament and the New Testament like coming all together in these moments of like everything making sense that had been revealed in the past, but now coming to fulfillment. And so that idea of the veil in the temple was what was supposed to separate this holy of holies and like that being you know, heaven for us, that being this way to connect with God. And in this moment, that that was the moment, the death was the moment when that could be broken down. Um, like this didn't happen at the incarnation. This wasn't just when God came into the world in that way. Um, but like this moment of actually fully giving yourself over for humanity who didn't deserve it, but like that moment, this ultimate sacrifice of God for us is this moment when like there's not a separation anymore. Like all of this stuff is just torn to pieces and all of the things that have happened, all of this history, it's like, it's okay. It's, it's forgiven. Welcome back. And just, I just love that simple, that symbolism. And it's such a, it could be such a simple sentence and it can be overlooked, but it's like, all of those things where you couldn't enter, it had to be a specific priest at a specific time doing a specific thing and not everybody could approach like this, what would have been like the, originally the Ark of the, the Covenant, like not everybody can go there, but now it's like anyone, there's no separation. Any person can go before and just uh, like have the audacity to approach God. And it's all because of this, what we're reflecting on in this station, just the simple like you said, Vicky, like it can seem so simple. Jesus dies on the cross. And yet like the, the universal impact that that had. Yeah. And a time that was even going off that, this darkness and destruction, you know, it was, it was noon. So it's supposed to be the brightest, obviously. So then the, the eclipse comes and darkness covers the earth. The veil is torn. And so just recognizing that in this, in this darkness, in destruction of the temple and the destruction of the veil and then even being laid in the tomb like the darkness of the tomb so just like picturing how dark and destructive and like this is a, a really low no. moment no this is like a, a dark moment and yet there's something going on there no so there's it's not like there's an absence of god or god's not working so in the darkness like in the lowest mo moment looking at this person dying on the cross being laid in the tomb, surrounded in darkness, he is actually bursting with life. You know, like the resurrection has has begun already, and so I think that's it happens in our life that like there are moments when it's super dark, alone, struggling, whatever. But in that moment, in the darkness, even if we don't recognize it or we can't superficially see it, right? God is is ready to bring about new life, and so I think all of us have these moments where we want to give up because it is so dark or it's 
we're despairing or it seems like nothing makes sense. Everything that we hope for is like lost or whatever, but really trying to trust that there is a, a resurrection happening in that darkness. Like there is purpose and plan and grace and everything is there, even when the whole earth looks dark, you know, even when the whole temple seems broken, even when the veil is being ripped apart, like there is, God is there ready to, ready to move. And, uh, so I think it's a good, yeah, just something for us to take to heart, you know, that we, we can see a lot of darkness, but, but God, God's working in there. Like grace is, grace is in there. And, uh, I'm reading this book now about, um, just like priestly spirituality and how it, I think it applies to everybody, but he's specifically talking about the priest and how so often we have to go through so many different paschal deaths. Like as we grow in maturity, as we go through our spiritual life, like we're going to go through this moment where it's, it's dark and we feel like it's kind of, we're lost or we're struggling, but there's going to be countless like deaths, but with each death, there is like that resurrection. No? So trying to embrace the idea that this is going to happen. Like there are going to be moments where we're actually going to die, but there's going to be moments in our life where we feel surrounded by this darkness are really trying to trust that God brings life out of that. Um, so, yeah, I, I just appreciate the imagery of the light and darkness and then recognizing what's happening in that darkness. To me, I think that's the the real beauty of um, like this continual thing that we keep saying of like the Easter vigil of, you know, well, when, when you've heard this, right, where you'll have gone through Palm Sunday and then Thursday, right? You're going to, you're walking with Jesus. Um, you're going to have the last supper, the washing of the feet, and then you go, right. It's goes to the garden. And then that's when right, we really go through these stations together on good Friday. Like that's when this like comes alive. And, you know, if you go to a good Friday, like service, what you're going to see is like darkness that the church is left dark and the tabernacle is open and if you go on Saturday before a vigil, it's dark and open and that's it. Um, you know, in all the ways that, you know, we're, we're asked to quiet down and to, okay, just to live really simply and to just observe the moment, the time and to, to wait um, as our Lord like comes back. But I think the real impact is seeing the darkness and then seeing the change. Because if you not that I'm like discouraging like mass on Sunday, but like if you're struggling with with understanding, I think the magnitude of of what Father Steve just said and what Amy is saying too of this like this resurrection, I think the Easter vigil is so helpful because you start in darkness. Because if you walk in on Sunday and you have no real understanding of like what this light means, like why it's amazing that we get to go back to the things that we were saying before Lent. Um, then you kind of miss it. You know, you see a beautiful church and you see the Easter flowers and, you know, you see, okay, the, the vestments have changed. Like we're not wearing purple anymore. Um, you know, people are dressed up and it's wonderful and all these things. But I really think like the, if you're struggling to see it and you're, and I think also if you're struggling in your life, like there's something going on that the Easter vigil is a beautiful time to like try to get that resurrection, that Father Steve is talking about, like to see it in your life. Like, can you feel a change? Can you recognize like where the light starts slowly coming in? Because that's really what you see, right? Like that the fire is outside and that fire that's outside, right? Jesus 
coming coming you know rising again whatever rising from the dead like that's the fire that leads us back slowly that then leads the lights the easter candle like on the altar and it's beautiful i think to slowly see that like creep in like all of these like symbolic things that we think of of like that light can light is brighter like bigger than the darkness right that can surround us like this is the imagery so i really like just that encouragement that if you're struggling in your life like the easter vigil is so good to see like really how god works in us like how god does like light something it's always like a little kindle of fire and then that it can get bigger you know and it obviously dims down again i think that is the beauty of having the seasons however difficult they are that it's a good reminder over and over and over again of of what actually happens uh like physically in us but then that really what did happen of the change like the light came back to the world uh afterwards and then the last station for me um my reflection kind of tied into that so just the idea of no of, of going to um you know participating in the service participating in the mass and then how we're really able to experience like resurrected Jesus in the Eucharist in this beautiful gift that we've been given. So when I was reading this, um, the idea of asking for the body of Jesus reminded me of the Eucharist and how, you know, if we're going to mass, we're asking God like to receive him. Um, we're going up to the priest and the priest is saying body of Christ and giving it to us. But this idea of, you know, we have this willingness, we have this openness, and and hopefully we are able to get to some masses and services during this time. But then that idea of Joseph then rolling that stone and leaving. And so just that idea of, okay, once we go to these services, once we go to the these masses, then do we just leave? Or are we allowing this to actually truly be a season, not just a day? Okay, so I celebrated Easter. I'm good now. Check that off my list. And now I go back. Or is this actually going to be an experience of the resurrection that I'm carrying with me through the season and then throughout the year? Or am I just saying, yes, I want Jesus. Okay, now I'm leaving you for dead and I'm closing you off in this area. And then I'm just going about my day. Like we don't want to be those people um, who just take him for dead and leave. We want to be those people that Father Steve was talking about who maybe stood outside and and we're thinking of of other words, not just the disciples who walked away, but like hopefully there were some who were standing there who were like, but he, he was talking about that. He was talking about being alive. He was talking about new life. He was talking about resurrection. Like we want to be those. We want to be the ones who have hope even in the dark moments um, to not be the ones who walk away, but to be the ones who have the courage, to be the ones who ask God for the courage to continue to stay there, whether it's lightness or, or darkness. There was, um so last week, just what you were saying of like to this change, right? Um, and uh, last week, um, Adam Rudin, who we work with here, um, did the Wednesday post, and he was he was like, okay, I don't really, I don't really know what I'm gonna do, whatever. And so he he thought about it for the day, and then um, came back the next, like, ready to to share. And he was talking about the end of Lent, and he shared what we I see him pretty much every day, and I can hear Adam moving around, you know, and he's he's a snacker, and um, and he was like, yeah, but there's like there's parts of my lending practice that I that I really do want to change. Like, do I need to go back for that chocolate? You know, like whatever. Obviously, there are, are other things, but that was like the silly one that he could talk about. And um, and just this line that he had said of this is just the beginning, right? Of of something new, right? Of and not new, but also like this is a a real beginning, and it can be for us. 
Um, and he had said something at the very end, which felt maybe too heavy to like put out as like the phrase, but like the new spiritual you, you know, that we also get to have like a little like renewed, recreated, like creations back, you know, like, um, yeah, like this new life can be like struck in us. And I think especially like for the next season, like how beautiful that could be. But I do like, I love that image of like, do I like lock it away in the dark? Like rolling that stone back over. Um, because I think like the, 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 the tomb being open again, like allows, like would allow like for life to flourish, like in there again. So like not closing it off, but that it really could be the beginning of like these like little dark spots that live in us that could be okay. Shown the light and to like bring life back into those places, bring God back into those places. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And just like going off of that again is okay. We want to be something new. We want to enjoy this like recreation. But we have to go through the cross, right? We have mm -hmm. to go through death. And I, I remember talking a lot with like the high school students when I was when I was teaching of like we accept this in society. Like the people that we pay the most money to go see, those who are like the motivational mm -hmm. speakers, those who like all of these things, it's because they had to go through some sort of suffering. Like the people we go to see are the ones who are now paraplegic because they went through this terrible suffering and now they're finding new life in their, mm -hmm. or those who go through addiction, right? They they hit rock bottom, they were suffering, painful, whatever, but then they found new life and they were recreated and now they're able to tell their story. So the, the people that we go to and like pay money and get our advice from are usually, most often or not, like the people who went through a really dark period of suffering, of death, of, of whatever, and have come out the other side recognizing that that it wasn't just for death's purpose. Like it mm -hmm. wasn't just to suffer. There was new life that came from that suffering. And so I think it's very much part of the human experience of if we want to be, and not that we have to bring suffering, suffering will come on its own. <laughs> no, like we don't have to look for it. We don't have to ask for it. Definitely not asking for it. Like it's going to come in one way or another, whether it be a death of a family member or something, no, but trying to not sit and act like act as if like it's just for suffering's sake. Like there's always, yeah. God will always bring new life. And so just trying to accept that as part of our human experience of not trying to run from suffering, That, but there is something transformative about suffering and we see it in the person of Jesus. And so I think grace, grace is there offered. You know? And it's, if we can just not, I don't know, not run from it or not pretend like we're the only ones no, like it, it's part of our human experience now that we we will we will face this suffering, we will face this Paschal mystery, we will face face death, um, but really trying to yeah understand that the new me, the new creation, goes through that process of of dying and then and then being reborn. You no, know, that dying and being recreated. Um, yeah. So it's yeah, just trying to see that Jesus really unlocks something beautiful here that we can. Like you said, everyone has the the audacity. Everyone has the the chance to go and to approach God and to and to receive this grace and to receive this new life. Um, but for me, it's always funny that we like poo poo, like we we kind of shun Christianity to the side, but then we accept it from all these other people who are preaching the same thing. No, mm -hmm. so it's like understanding really that this is this is God speaking, um, and it's something real here. And whether I think and whether or not they like mention it, but that it's only with time that you can recognize like the new life, you know, and and just even in this story, like how many people waited generations and generations and generations like for the veil to be torn, to be reunited, like with our Lord in heaven, in paradise, right? Like that he says. And 
like all of these people, like Father Steve is saying, if we want to stay on that side is like, it didn't just happen, right? It's not like they woke up from whatever tragedy and they were like, don't even worry about it. I'm going to be a motivational speaker and I'm going to be really successful and I'll be really happy. You know, not that bad things are never going to happen to me again, but don't even worry. I have a lot of hope right now. And I, I got this, you know, like, come on. So, and I, I think that's something, you know, the resurrection happens in three days. That may not be the reality of your life, right? It might be a really long stations of the cross for you um, with a real long time until Easter, but that it's coming, right? And that that's the reason that we don't do these things alone, that we have people around us and that's why we have faith. And that's why we have all of these really beautiful things in our life so that we can make it to the resurrection, right? We can see how even after the resurrection, there's still moments to be like, God will glorify these things in your life. Like the suffering will make sense. Maybe not completely, but like something will come from it and you just have to look. And I really like, you just have to look and be patient. And I think also like, I think we say it a lot, but like surrounding yourself with people that are going to help you like see it, you know, um, it's very easy to stay in that like pessimistic like a negative world of like that sucks that that happened and that's it and that's where the conversation stays always it's just that wow that really sucks and your life sucks and all of that sucks <laughs> you know but that you know it could there there could be a, a but at the end of that sentence it's going to be fine how can i support you um how can i help you what can we do instead to help you whatever like there is so much like hope in other people um if you're not yet at a place where you can be like I'm waiting for God to reveal, you know, what this looks like, or that if you can't see it yet, um, that hopefully you're also surrounding yourself with people that want to help you, like, also be renewed, you know? Amen. So I think the challenge for all of us is to enter in, no? Mm -hmm. That's what we said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that we have the Tritium starts tomorrow with Holy Thursday. So many of your parishes will have usually an afternoon Mass. I think here we have it at like 4 p.m., uh, but it could be sometime in the evening where you're, you're going to go in and experience uh, really the Last Supper, you know, and, and the washing of the feet is usually, some parishes don't do it, unfortunately, but a lot of parishes do um, to have the washing of the feet. But just remembering that this is the institution of the Eucharist. This is uh, Jesus gathering his, his disciples, um, but also recognizing that one betrays him. You know? And so just like putting into motion uh, these whole next couple of days. And so, but also kind of in unity with our, our Jewish brothers and sisters, right? That they're celebrating Passover um, at the same time. And so uh, just recognizing that this is part of a, a big story and trying to enter into that. So tomorrow is um, that kind of Passover meal that Jesus celebrated with his with his disciples. And then we go into the Stations of the Cross and Good Friday and recognizing that, you know, it usually celebrated at 3 p.m. That's the moment when Jesus died on the cross. And so you'll have services there that you can enter into. But really trying to take this weekend as different. Right? And I think that's something I learned when I was over in Jerusalem that the Jewish people do so well is that on their big feasts, like the whole place in Jerusalem felt different. Right? They, everybody knew because the roads were quieter, people were not driving, people were not going shopping. Like that moment for the whole, the whole environment felt different because of what was happening. And so trying to like take this weekend as, as different. So if you're usually really busy, Maybe try to cancel a few things. Maybe try to, you know, go to some of the services or try to do some things on your own. Um, like make these next three days really look different in your life. Uh, the way that you, yeah, the way that you work, the way that you eat, the way that you like go about your day. 
Like it should be a little bit more solemn. It should be a little bit more reflective. It should be, there should be something different about these next three days. So trying to think about what that could be for you. Um, and then Saturday, you know, Holy Saturday is one of my favorite days because it is so quiet um, and, and reflective. It's an opportunity to really enter into that silence and then going towards Easter Vigil. So parishes have it at all different times, but uh, if you want to do the Easter Vigil, definitely encourage. Vicky definitely encourages. <laughs> Amy is uh, looking for the, the best year. way. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find the best she, of all the Vigil Masses she's shopping. ever. She's shopping it's around, for, which is great. So go shop around. You can call and say, ask. Ask if they're going to have a fire. Ask if mm-hmm. they're going to do candles. Ask, ask if they're really going to do, yeah. Um, <laughs> so try to find that out. No LED. <laughs> and if you don't go to the Easter Vigil, you have Easter Sunday Mass. Which also very beautiful. I mean, the music yeah. is always beautiful and people are there and everyone is excited and it's beautiful. You get to Kids see are all hopped up on sugar. Yeah, get it. <laughs> Easter baskets. And then, <laughs> uh, and then we'll see you next week for a little Easter wrap up. So enter in, enjoy, and let's finish off with a prayer. A prayer. Victoria. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for uh, those that are listening. Um, we thank you for this season um, of journeying with you. Thank you for inviting us into the desert with you, into these different stations. And we just ask for a greater understanding of your presence as we move through Holy Week. Inspire us to just be present and to pay attention to the things that are happening. And we just hope that you continue to reveal yourself to us in a way that helps us um, to really live the resurrection in our own lives. And we ask this all in your name. Amen. 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 Mary Hope of Christians. Pray for us. St. John Bosco. Pray Pray for us. St. John Paul II. Pray for us. St. Mary Mazzarella. Pray Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Have a good Holy Week. Happy Holy Week. Bye. 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 Bye.